This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. You know what they're going to put on your tombstone, Nick? You should have bought that mountain bike. My wife had had enough. For two years, Nick talked about buying a road bike, or maybe a mountain bike. Nick's always been good with money, which means he always knows where it's going. His decision-making on large purchases often proceeds at a glacial-like velocity. We all lived within a a one-and-a-half-mile radius of downtown Denver, where hundreds of cyclists, from the most balletic bike messengers on fixies to day laborers on reappropriated magnas, run the streets daily for most of the year. Nick was watching all of them, debit card glowing white-hot in his pocket. The day after my wife made the tombstone remark... Nick walked into a bike shop here in Denver and bought himself a black steel road bike. For the next year, I listened to Nick talk about bicycling. He talked about bikes, old classic ones, fixies, single speeds, old track bikes. He talked about riding, whether it was down to the Cherry Creek Reservoir or up Lookout Mountain or the 50-mile midnight rides he went on. You should get a bike. It'll change your life, he said. I heard this over and over, like a nagging brake pad rubbing against the one wobbly spot on a bike wheel. Eventually, I began muttering about bikes. Then I started saying it every week, then every few days. I began checking internet ads for used bikes selling for $300 in Denver. But I never had the money. I was sitting on my couch just about to drift off into a nice afternoon nap when Nick called. Hey buddy, come downstairs, I'm out front. I ran downstairs in my bare feet and there was Nick with another damn bicycle. A red trek this time. Got you a present, he said. It was a 1989 Trek 330. Red paint, a few nicks and scratches, original components, white handlebar tape, and cracked old tires. All you gotta do is go ride with me, Nick said. That afternoon, we went for a 25-mile ride. My red trek glided like an ice skate. I could have ridden it to Albuquerque, powered by my smile. I put 100 miles on that bike in the first week, clicking the index shifters up three gears in one pedal stroke, learning to stop on a dime at intersections and freeze on the pedals while I waited for the smallest opening in traffic. I was a kid with three bowls of cocoa puffs coursing through his veins, and I couldn't make myself ride any slower than as fast as I could. That was two years ago. I'm a cyclist now, clad in cut-off Carhartts and a BMX helmet. Chain grease and bike dirt intermittently streak my arm, my hands, my pants, and some of my shirts. When I want to go somewhere, I grab my old steel trek off the wall before I even think about driving. It takes me everywhere. Work, restaurants, meetings, coffee shops. If I can't carry all my groceries on my bike, I figure I'm eating too much or spending too much. When the temperature gets down to one syllable, I wear ski goggles and my snowboard helmet. When I ride across Denver's landscape... I feel all the bumps and the cracks in the street. I breathe the smog, get wet in the rain, dodge cars, and squeeze by buses. I smell the hot asphalt, the exhaust, the fryers at Pete's Kitchen, the steaming hot dogs in the vendor's carts in front of City Hall, 
And sometimes I can smell Cougar, the poor guy on the corner of Broadway and Colfax, when he hasn't had a bath in a while. The city is in my pores and on my tongue and in the back of my throat on the uphills. I wear the dirt and muck that my tires pull off the road and whip onto my sweaty skin and clothes. It tastes like dust and my sweat and a million kinds of hope, dreams, loss, and despair. Two years ago, I didn't own a bicycle and I'd never tried to affect change. Now I volunteer, write letters, and sit through meetings. I show up at memorial rides, protest rides, and bike events. I stand at a booth, hand out pamphlets, and preach the two-wheeled gospel. Somehow, I ended up on the board of directors of a bike advocacy organization. I call myself a bike activist. On the good days, I believe bikes can change the world. Life is distracting. There are bills, people I haven't called in a long time, things that need to be fixed and cleaned, an empty bank account, and a full email inbox. My bike simplifies everything washes away all the distractions and nagging details of my life. Some people need a quiet room, burning incense, and a yoga mat to meditate. I need a dark street, the air rushing past my face, and blood pumping into my legs. Fifteen or twenty mile rides after dark are now habitual. I crank through the blackness on the side streets. I head downtown, rolling through the concrete and steel canyon of 17th Street, with the financial buildings towering over me as I pass by the steam vents in the street. I race cabbies and baseball fans driving home. I bomb the hill on 23rd Street, hitting maybe 35 miles per hour as I fly over the I-25 overpass, hoping there are no new potholes since the last time I rode it, because if there are, I can't see them, and if I do, there's no way I'm going to be able to stop in time. Just the same, I keep my fingers over my brake levers like a couple of six-shooter triggers. I don't have to think about how to ride my bike. My brain says go and my legs move. It tells me to stop and my hands close around the brake levers. There's rhythm, and with the rhythm comes a clear line of thought. I'm a new man, I guess. A true believer. I get it now, what Nick was talking about all that time. I tell you what, you should get a road bike. It'll change your life. I'm Brendan Leonard. This is my short. Music today, by fittingly enough, The Little Bicycles also featuring Marching Band and the School of Seven Bells off their album Alpinisms. I don't even know what Alpinisms is. I didn't even know that word had a plural. But anyway, if you need more information about any of these albums, you can go stream the cuts and find the links to the band's sites on our homepage, www.dirtbagdiaries.com. The shorts are listener-driven. All these stories come from listeners like you. If you've got something to say, write it up into a short 500 to 1,000 word essay and email it to me at dirtbagdiaries at earthlink.net. I love to hear what you have to say. Support for the shorts and the Dirtbag Diaries is provided by Patagonia. Check them out online this holiday season at patagonia.com. I'm Fitz Cahal. That was Brendan Leonard, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Jesus of something.